Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. We are going to um, continue with our theme uh, for the month of November. Amen. And as you have seen last week, we have uh, themed our month of November. Uh, We have themed it November. Or November. <laughs> it's love. It's all about love. Amen. It's all about love. So, and last week we kicked it off with a title, um, with a message titled, A Learning a Life of Love, which I believe this is uh, what God wants to teach us, to know how to take advantage of this powerful force, like we said last week, the most powerful force in the earth, which is called love, and and so that we can be able to use it uh, for its purpose. We said last week that um, the you know life thrives through relationships, and relationships thrive through love. Amen. You you cannot be in a relationship uh, and not love that person that you are in a relationship with. And when I say relationship, I don't just mean romantic relationships, but uh, we mean. Uh, of course, social relationships, business relationships, and of course, it includes uh, romantic relationships, family relationships, any form of religious relationships that you have at church, you know, we have got to practice or to walk in love. And the Bible encourages us to learn from God, to learn how to, how to love. And today, we are going to attempt to define um, love. So the title today is, What is Love. What is love? There's a song uh, which uh, if you are as old as I am or older, you will remember it. It's a very old song that we used to sing. It is a very popular song that says, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No I don't know whether you know it. Do you know that song? Amen. Because what is love? I think because so, what is love? Amen. So, we want to uh, uh, define uh, what love is this morning. Turn with me to the book of Galatians, chapter number 5, from verse number 22. It's a very popular scripture that I believe uh, most of us we will know. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. The fruit of the Spirit is love. Joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, verse 23, gentleness, self-control. And then it says, against such there is no law. This is what we came to call the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. The fruit of the Spirit, even though it's one fruit, it's a ninefold fruit uh, of the Spirit. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We pray that, oh God, you may um, use it, oh God, to renew our minds to transform our lives. You may use your word to speak to us this morning. You may use your word to heal us, O God, to deliver us and to set us free that we may be able to learn, O God, a life of love. And it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Love is is very, very, very significant, uh, Bazalwan. It is very significant. And that is why there is always... That constant cry. There is always that constant cry and need um, for love in all types of relationships that we may find ourselves in. Romantic relationships, there's always that constant need, um, constant cry for, for love, especially when it is, it is not there. Um, and, and I believe that it is because without love without the force of love relationships will always collapse they will collapse relationships will suffer 
relationships will become a curse instead of a blessing. Amen. Not just, not just like I said, romantic relationships, but also business relationships, also friendships, social relationships, also, you know, religious uh, or church relationships, you know, they will eventually suffer. And of course, they will eventually uh, uh, die. Hence, love is very significant. Love is very uh, crucial. It is very, uh, very, very, very critical in any type of of relationship are we together absolutely nothing can fill the void of love in relationships there's absolutely nothing that we can find or we can use to replace love in our relationship because in the absence of love relationships are meaningless and cold in the absence of love relationships are meaningless and, and cold. And, and that's why it is possible that you can be in, in marriage and yet, you know, and yet uh, and not experience the warmth uh, that is supposed to be there. That's why you can have friends and not experience the warmth of love that is supposed to be there. So that's why you and I, we need to believe in love. We need to learn and study, you know, the art of living a life of love so that we can engage this force of love and use it to our advantage so that our relationships can last long, so that our relationships uh, can survive, so that our relationship can become, a, so, that our, so that our relationships can become a blessing in our lives, a blessing that God has intended for them to be. Amen. The, the Bible in the book of Song of Solomon, chapter number one and verse number two says, love is, is better than wine. Love is better than wine. You know, there are certain things that we run to in life because we are looking for love. There are certain things that we, we become addicted to because we are trying to um, replace or to fill that void of love in our hearts. We are trying to respond to that constant cry uh, uh, for love. That's why many people, uh, because they think there is something that they can find there that is going to fill that void in their hearts. There are people who are running to even abusive relationships for that matter because they are crying and yearning for sincere and genuine love uh, in, 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 the, in, their, in their lives. Are we together, Barcelona? But the Bible here shows us something that, you know, if we can learn the life of love, we can realize that there are so many things that we are depending upon in this life that we will realize that we actually don't need them. That we actually don't need them. We can actually live uh, without them as long as this issue or this aspect of love is, 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 is properly understood and properly applied in our lives. Are we here, Barcelona? And, and the very same book, by the way, I always recommend that if you, even in, in marriage, uh, if you feel like you are not as romantic, I recommend that, you know, read the, the, the book of Song of Solomon uh, maybe 10 times. I tell you, it will, it will be a blessing in your life. Song of Solomon chapter 8, verse 7, again, it says, many waters cannot quench love, nor can the floods drown it. And then it says, if a man would give for love all the wealth of his house, it would be utterly despised. Because there's absolutely nothing anyone can ever give you to replace love. And in this life, unfortunately, we always attempt, we always attempt to use material things to replace love. That's why even in marriage we find that if a spouse is yearning for love and they are complaining or reaching out to say, uh, in fact, complaining is not even a good word because even if you're not experiencing it, you know, complaining is not the right way of, of looking for it. Amen. But if there's that cry, you know, to say somebody wants to be loved, you will find that you know, probably a husband will say, I've bought you a car, I've bought, I've bought you a house, I'm buying groceries, what more do you want from me? Because it's not about the car, it's not about the groceries, it's not about money that you can ever give to your spouse. You re and, and you realize that many of us, as a matter of fact, we fall into a trap 
of getting into relationships because of what that person can offer materially. And then we realize that actually eh, whatever it is that they can offer is not enough when love is not there. Now we hear Bazalwan. So, so when somebody is looking for love, they are not looking for um, a car. They are not looking for those things are good. As a matter of fact, they are not love, but they are a fruit of love. Love, they need to be given from a place of love, but, but love needs to be an experience. I need to feel that I am loved. I need to experience this love. I need to, because you cannot buy a car when somebody is looking for a hug. You cannot buy flowers when somebody is looking for an apology. You cannot buy a perfume when somebody is looking for words of affirmation. Affectionate words, you know. Um, that, that can never be replaced by anything. It does not matter. I'm sure, you know, many in this life, you know, out there, uh, uh, all of them slayers. <laughs> Uh, all of them, whatever that we may, we, we may call them, they can tell you a story and a half where they jumped into relationships because they thought it is enough to be, to be bought a car, to be taken to Dubai, to be taken to all of those fancy, and I'm not saying it's wrong. It's good. It must be accompanied by that, but it must be upon the foundation of love. As a man or as a woman, you need to learn how to love without any material thing. Because these material things, they come and they go. Sometimes you will lose that business that you are depending on to show love to your spouse. So how are you going to express your love to them if you no longer have the money, the car, the means that you were using to actually fool somebody and make them think that you love them? That's why even when it comes to, you know, friendships, relationships, you must not get into a relationship because of what you can get. You need to be there for that person for who they are. Are we together, Bazalwan? Now, love is the indispensable quality of force in relationship. Without love, there can never be a healthy relationship. You can never attempt, like, like we said last week, you can never attempt to have a healthy relationship and not show love in it and not walk in love in it. That is just one quality that cannot be replaced by anything, like I said. Love is a requirement in a relationship. I said, Bazalwane, you, you, can, you can be, uh, you, you can love people without a relationship. But you cannot be in a relationship without love. When, when the Bible says, it is Jesus who said, love your enemies. And I'm sure you know you cannot be in a relationship with your enemy. Of course, but you owe them love. So you owe people love, but you don't owe them a relationship. But as soon as you commit to a relationship, you need to show them love. That's why you need to be very wise. You need to be careful. You must not rush in, 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 into committing into a relationship because it will cost you everything. Love needs to be uh, in the equation. Once you get married, you must know that it is too late for you not to show affection to that person that you are married to. You, can, you, cannot, you cannot be in a marriage and, ref, and, and, and refuse to be affectionate towards that particular person that you are married to. Love brings life and joy into relationships. They, it makes relationships enjoyable. Without love, this relationship is just going to grow cold and there will not be Life, because sometimes you can observe from a distance when two people are trying to give an impression that they are in a relationship and yet on the other side, we know that there is no life in this thing. There is no joy in this thing. That's why it becomes a chore. Even when it comes to our relationship with God, many of us, we attempt to have a relationship with God without love and it remains religion. Because all that is left is for us to try and impress God externally. 
We want, we, we are impressing God by just coming to church, joining a team, uh, and just constantly serving, but not from a place of love. Hence, it becomes tiring. It becomes a chore. We do it while we are complaining because it's not from a place of love. But when it is flowing out of love, as a matter of fact, the more you serve God, it rejuvenates you. Christianity is not meant to be a religion. It's, it's meant to be a lifestyle, a relationship with a true and a living God. Because God is not just an object, but he is a person. He has a heart. He loves. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. The Bible says even while we were still sinners, Christ demonstrated his love by laying down his life for us, dying on that cross of Christ. It has always been about love. The Bible says God is love and you can never claim to know God if you don't walk in love. So never attempt to be in a relationship. You'll just be a religious zombie tormented by church activities without any relationship. That's why we are so mean and yet we are looking religious on the outside because we have never exercised. As a matter of fact, we did not even begin to open up our hearts to God so that he can show us how much he loves us. Many of us, we came to church or to Christianity or into the kingdom of God with so much fear in our hearts because people that we used to look up to, people that we used to respect, they hate us in the name of love. So we are now afraid to open up our hearts to love. That's why it's almost difficult to preach the gospel to people using John 3.16 because they can't relate. When you tell them God loves you, their only point of reference is that the last time I heard somebody say that, I got hurt. But there is absolutely no way, Bazolani, that we can be in a relationship with God and not experience his love as our father. Many of us, all the breakthrough that we need is just to learn to have a real and a genuine relationship with God, to just experience him as our father. To have that intimate relationship with him, not religion, not just not that religious facade, you look, you look religious, you look like you're a Christian. You have the walk, you have a talk, but there's no genuine and sincere relationship. Lack of love in a relationship means there is no friendship in that relationship. There is no connection whatsoever. And that relationship will just simply remain an arrangement. It will become a structure that lacks life where you are just as a, a, a man and a woman staying in a house, but there's no connection. Your, 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 your home becomes just a house. This is just a place where the two of you go to sleep at night. But there is no affection. There is no connection. It's also even like in friendships, it can happen. Many of us, we are trying to build relationships, and yet we know there is no life in that relationship. We are busy. <laughs> Have you ever been in the midst of a relationship where there is that hype, there is that, you pretend to be happy, but yet when you go home, somewhere deep down in your heart, you know those are not your true friends. Because in the midst of everything that you are doing, you cannot even tell each other the truth. You just leave your friend to be, we are why? Because we don't have genuine love. We build these so-called relationships, but there's no love. That's why we are not concerned about what is affecting that particular person. Because all that we are doing is just to give an impression that I am here for you. But as a matter of fact, we just want to hang around each other. There's no love. Even in our walk with God, many of us, we, we look godly on the outside. We have that religious thing on the outside. But deep down in our hearts, we know. Deep down in our hearts, we know that it's just a routine. There's absolutely nothing that you can. That's why many of us, it's easy, Bazalwan. It's easy. It's easy to backslide. Easy. Because we look at it as, as just, I've stopped going to church. Because that's the only thing that keeps you going with God. It's like the, nothing beyond that. But if your love for God, you will see in just a moment, if your love for God is genuine, there's absolutely no one. God forbid, 
utiwa u Jacob msipa nango utagiwe lapa upuzu chwala. You are not going to leave God because of that. I always tell people, Bazoan, there's no one dead or alive who can make me, who can make me walk away from God. You are not worth it. You did not die for me on the cross. I've experienced greater love that Jesus died for me on the cross. And there's absolutely no man that can make me give up on God. Why? I have a direct relationship with God, direct one-on-one. I know that God loves me. And there's absolutely nothing that you can say with your mouth to condemn me and make me feel unloved by God. Jesus, I know the love of God for myself. I've experienced it. I don't have to depend on anyone to, to, to make me feel as if that's why many of us, we, we suffer from, you know, when you are rejected by people, we suffer from, you know, uh, you know, when you feel like you need somebody else to endorse you, to give you that assurance that you are. No, you just need to understand you are loved by God. You are loved by your father in heaven. You need to understand that, you know, your father embraces you. There is absolutely no, no person on this planet earth who is looking for forward to just spending a moment with you like God. So going to church is not a religious routine but going to church it is just a moment that I I have in my busy schedule to pause to be in the presence of my father to express my affection towards him and so that I can express the same from him. As a matter of fact the Bible says he chose us. He's the one who loved us. We did not even love him first. We are simply responding to his affection towards us. Because we, on our own, we don't even know how to love. Our hearts are dead and cold without God and His love in our hearts. So when we lack love, there's no relationship. Listen to what the Bible says. Listen to what the Bible says, Barcelona. In the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 5, talking also about our relationship with God, it says, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. This is just like religion. Because without a true relationship based on love, it will have a form that lacks love. In other words, it will be a friendship form. It will look like it's a relationship. But there's no love, there's no life, there's no joy in it. It looks like, it, on the outside, it, it looks like marriage. On the outside, it looks like marriage. Because you are a man and woman living in the same house. And you just so happen to have children together. <laughs> it has that form on the outside. It looks like, it's like, there's there are, there are a group of people you hang around with each and every day. It looks like friendship on the outside. It looks like, we, we, you know, see, have you ever been part of a gang? And, but, but, but there's nothing but ukosisana in that group. But there's, there's actually nothing genuine about that company. As a matter of fact, man dismissana kona ba and talk about the other one. And how he's about to make, he's making mistakes, how, how his life is about to go wrong and whatever. But you will not have the guts to tell it to, to, tell it to their face. We need to get to a point where we can understand that better are a wounds of a friend. You see, if a friend truly loves you, they are not going to be afraid to hurt you with the truth. That's why you must not be around friends who are full of flattery. You see, if you're always around friends who are always telling you how great you are, how right you are, how wise you are, how, you know, somebody once said, if you are the smartest person in the room, you need to change your company. Sometimes you just need to be amongst people who are going to tell you where to get off. Who are going to tell you, in this case, you are, you are the problem. You need to have friends when you are married that when you are going to go to them and complain about your wife, they are going to listen to you. And if it happens that you are the one who is on the wrong, they are not going to be afraid to say, my friend, but here, in this instance, you are the problem. You are the problem. So if you have friends around you 
who are always telling you how great you are. You are always right. Anything that you say, who is sharing their view that differs from yours. You are not safe. You are not safe in that company. Because we have to experience or feel love in our various relationships. It must not be an abstract concept. It must not be assumed that there is love. We need to see it and experience it. It needs to be tangible that here I'm safe in this relationship. It's not just a religious form. It's not just, you know, something that looks like it's a friendship. It must be an experience. You must know. You must, you know, when you walk away from your friend and you stay at home like your heart, you feel like calling them and saying to them, man, you're such a good friend to me. I appreciate you. Such a good friend. I'm so grateful. Listen, if you don't have such moments in your relationships, I appreciate don't call those people your friends. Sometimes you just need to have a moment. I will pay day. I will just, just to have a moment as you reflect about your relationship with that person. You can, ju- you can just sense nothing but love. And you will just out of nowhere send them a text message and say, man, I appreciate your friendship. You're such a good friend. I thank you that I can get to, you know, just do life with you. If there's nothing that moves you to that space, kuko into a rongo up. Guasai wenu rongo. You know, we are living in a very dangerous world these days. That's why you cannot afford to be too quick to let your gut down. People will hurt you. That's why sometimes we confuse there's something powerful that Bishop T.D. Jakes talks about. He says you need to differentiate between confidence, comrades. You know, when, when you have a confidence, this is a person that you know that they are here for you. You can let your gut down, say whatever it is that you want to say to them. And they can do the same without any fear of being betrayed, stabbed in the back. But the and Mangati comrade, Zavalaza Viva. Because that word comrade means a friend in arms, right? In other words, the only reason that connects me with you is because we have the same enemy. I'm not here for Katishanganda now. In other words, the day says a common enemy. And it happens viva. It happens you, you see people and you say, ah, oh, so and so is my comrade. This is my and then but but in Tenshanganisa Uti, you just have a common enemy, Owamanj. But I'm not sure. That after we've dealt with this enemy, can we, are we still going to remain as friends as we are? And then there, are, there is what we call a constituent. These are just people who are around you for what they can get from you. They are not your friends and don't confuse them for confidence. You need to discern between the three. You need to discern that you know what? Manglagle group, there are certain things that I'm not going to talk about in as far as my personal life is concerned. Because they are here. They are on an assignment that I'm here. That's why such people, you don't owe them a relationship. You can still love them from a distance. Let's go and have coffee together. You don't have to come to my house. 
The only time you want us to relate, uh, let's meet at, at, at a coffee place somewhere, let's talk, let's deal with business because I know you are not interested in me. You just want help. I can give you advice on anything and once I've advised you, I know you are going to disappear from my life. So I'm not going to expect a phone call. Have you ever had people in your life who only call you when there's something that they need from you? You can't mistake that person for a friend. Don't be foolish. Don't fool yourself. You know that on the other side, when, they, when their phone is ringing, when you see their name, you know there's no way that they are going to, when you pick up, they are going to say, hey, how are you? I was just checking on you, man, but is everything well? Are the kids good at home? Or whatever. If they've heard that you are busy with something, you will never, even when you buy a car, they can never call you to congratulate you. Because they are not for you. They don't care about you, what makes you happy, what fulfills you. There's absolutely nothing that tickles your heart that is also going to tickle their heart in the same way. You, you need to have friends in your life that you can be so happy for. That even when they did not buy you anything and they are buying themselves something, you can call them and say, Oh, wow, what a beautiful car, my friend. Just be happy for them. But there are people in your life who are just going to be around you for what they can get. There are people who will be around you so that you may help them to fight this person because they know they can't fight them alone. Those are comrades. If that's not from me, I quoted Bishop T.D. Jakes. So don't, don't, if you want to double check me, Get his book titled Before I Do and read it. You will find that there. It says that there are people that they are just there because of the common enemy. They will avail their resources because they know you are going to use them to fight the common enemy. It will look like a friendship because they will be there and they will, you, will, you will be phoning each other during that time. It will look like in the public, but it's a religious form. It's a form. It looks like friendship, but it's not. Because once the enemy is out of the way, but then God gives you confidence. These are people that when you are, even when you are vulnerable, you can just be transparent to them without any fear of judgment or condemnation. Those are the people who are in a relationship with you for you. They have your best interest at heart. These are the people who will never sit anywhere with anyone discussing you. These are people about Pumek Daleni. Yeah, it's like, you know, even a church, you can, oh, I mean, hey, this is my pastor. Hey, I, hey, I love my pastors. <laughs> but at work, you are smiling. When you were posting about us and you were saying, oh, my parents, they're rents. <laughs> and yet you have, you, 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 you can have audience with somebody. If, if I may ask you, can you sit with somebody who can just talk bad about your biological or, or, your, or, your, or your, your, your biological mother or father? Even with your friend, it should be so that nobody must be comfortable. You see, you must not be worried about you must be worried how are they finding it comfortable to tell you all of these things? And the, 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 the audacity of your conversation is a appeal. Why are they so comfortable to talk to you about me? Because if, if, if you are my true friend, and the next statement is negative, whoa. Let's talk about something else or amakoro amakoro. Simple. Simple. Nobody must talk about your friend in a negative way in your presence. No, that's, that guy is my friend. I don't care how you feel about them. But to me, 
Stop allowing people to hotspot you with their hatred. This person has done nothing to you. But because of now all of a sudden you feel the same way. And not, not, nothing was done. proof. You have not even given me a chance to explain myself. Because one kumuntu, say one. She said, as he show. That's why I always say, if you come to me and my wife for marriage counseling, where's our wet Ask a And I love husbands. They always tell their story. Shame. Before I respond, I look at the wife. So, don't come to me. Because I'll tell you the truth as it is. If you are the problem, I'll tell you, you are the problem in front of your wife. I know as I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, unfortunately, in this case, she's right. If you can't take that, don't come. Find it somewhere else. Because you, you see, if any person also, Kuluma, they are side of the story. As a story. As a story. Mina nyawazo wenzuguti. Mina nyawazo Mariana. No, let's give them a chance to say, what do they feel about you? We're staring in this equation. That's here, the recipient. And I'm not saying men are always wrong. Even sometimes wives. I will have a moment, you pause and just look at my wife. Because I know we, are, we have the same philosophy of marriage. So I'm going to I learn to better side. I pause. That's why I don't do any marriage counseling. I pay a lot because as a man that I cannot tell you as a woman. I'll just pause and look at my wife. You are the problem in this marriage. So be careful when it comes to relationships. Be careful. There are many of us who are stuck in arrangements, even to a level of marriage. You yourself, you know. There's no love. Mouse begging from the outside. It looks like marriage, but inside it's just an arrangement. We are tolerating each other. And in most cases, this is caused by what is called infatuation because there is love and there is what is called infatuation. And there is a very thin line between the two. Very thin line between the two. Infatuation is defined as an intense but short-lived passion or admiration for someone or something. It is foolish love that lacks commitment. And many relationships was alone. They perish when people realize that they have been victims on, of infatuation. That's why even when you love a person, and you are humble, I, I will not forget the advice I got from one spiritual leader. Now he went to be with the Lord. But his words helped me a great deal. He said to me, I was a young Christian back then, and he said to me, this was the best advice ever, I promise you. He said to me, Jacob, even if you can feel utando sister he said to me, I beg you, when you are going to talk to them, just say you think you love them. Because at that point, even you yourself, you are not sure. Because sometimes you can confuse infatuation with love. Have you ever met a person for the first time? Uzwe that's why other men and women end up in extramarital relationships because they just met this one person that they don't know. They don't know their past. They don't know their present. They don't know their future. They just met them once and saw them and they got confused and they thought they loved them. And they realized three weeks later, 
that, oh my goodness. And at that point, you have already messed up your marriage. At that point, you have already, so, so you need to make sure, and that's why I believe this is what dating is for. Dating gives you an opportunity to explore whether or not do I truly love this person. It gives you an opportunity to ask all the right questions so that you can truly check if this person truly loves me. You are going to have an opportunity to ask them about their relationship with their parents, their relationship with their friends. You need to ask them, show me a relationship. Jongoba, una 22 months. Show me a relationship that has at least lasted for five years in your life. Just friendship. Just so that I can see, can you commit long term to relationships? Before Zlachela. Because you are meeting a person who has had 30 friends. One kilama relationships are lastly. What makes you think Yaki's will last? So, 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 so that period of dating, that's why when a person asks me, Pastor, is it right or wrong to date? I throw a question back to them. What is to date according to you? Because to date does not mean we are already in a relationship. It means we are exploring to see if is it just infatuation or love? Because infatuation will fade. But love will stay. And you need to, you need to give it time. Because what you see is what you get. So, what you see is what you get. So that you can see their behavior. I'm not a relatical friend. We let him go at that point. We're dating most. There's no commitment. That's signing and down. It's not a pillar land any time. So as far as you're going to be born, you're going to be 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 going when we are treated differently. Hey! If they are treating their mother or this guy is treating, or this girl is treating their parents also in some way, and now we're to get off. Just find out how is their relationship. If you are looking for a girl, you do you have a father? Yes. Or no? So how do you feel about Mumundu's list? Check. What happened? Because you are also a representation of a man. And whatever anger they have towards their father, they will channel it towards you. Ask them, was your, was your mother ever abused by your father? Because they will always be on their guard. Because they think you are going to behave in the same way that their father did. So when you are dating, go through that process. Does it happen that you skip a day without parting? Just. Abuza, one kind of question, we are I'm a sogis, we are pinned. No more kwaga, you want to wash her? And away wash our band, clam. You are not going to be surprised with the yay. If you I spend the I will spend the decision. Because love is nothing but a decision. Must be a wise and informed decision. Don't listen to the goosebumps. I, you know, 
I've been a pastor for a while. Many people come, and you ask them why. Uh, why this person? And one of a smile, look at them. Lotando puma kuma kuzbams. I was like, oh wow. Somebody once said, love is not enough. Especially when it's when you are not sure whether it's infatuation or is it true and genuine love. Infatuation is occupied, preoccupied with externals. When somebody falls in love with what they see on the outside, the car you're driving, the kind of body shape you have, the amount of money that you have, that's infatuation, but genuine love is interested in the whole person. You, you know you are interested in the condition of their soul because it will not help you to fall in love with these material things because one day they will fade away, Bazalwan. One day, this girl, if you've fallen in love simply because of their body shape, one day, that body shape is going to be interrupted. What are you more interested in? Are you interested in the dates and the, and the, and the outings to, to buy and the gifts and the expensive perfumes and all of that? What, what, what will happen? If that fades away, if they lose their jobs and they can't provide in the same way that they used to provide. Are you here for the whole person or for what they can offer? Infatuation demands and takes while genuine love is happy and giving, always ready to give. But infatuation, it is when a person is in a relationship and has demands. The only time they call you they even want to it's like you took time you spent a time i thought you were calling me to check me how i am but you are checking me because it's, they are demanding always demanding but when you are when you have genuine love you are always ready to give to be the first to give i would that's why Just always be the first who is willing to give, not demand. You are always on the other side. Of demanding. I'm left with just 12 minutes, Bazalan. But let's ask this question, therefore what is love? Because we need to know what love is so that we can know what is expected from us when we said we love somebody and what can we expect from them. Many of us say, relationships, Bazalan, because not knowing. What is love? And when a person has said to you, they love you. I love you, my friend. We don't know what to expect from them because we need to know what love is so that when a person has lied to you, you can see. You said you love me, but this is not love. Whatever it is that I'm seeing and experiencing now, it's not love. Who enjoy abusive relationships because they think when a person hates you like that, they're abusive emotionally. They're abusive because the fact that this person is not abusing you physically, it does not mean who right to abuse emotionally. And you stayed because you were under the impression this is love. There are people who are beaten up every day in their relationships when they do something wrong and they think that's, that's how this person is showing them love. That's not love. That's not love. Ladies, stop tolerating bad relationships. Because when you got married, you were told, It's 
you feel like you owe them something. every day. Shy sometimes, because what you are going to There are certain things Musadi, which are a a let me tell you this. Sugas begwa. On umuntu as a what you act tanda. Pronounce yourself. That is pronounce yourself. Manity pronounce yourself. I mean, tell this man to their face. It does not matter how you feel at that point. Mchelo with mina. This is how I am, I, I am expecting to be treated. Tell them I will not expect abusive words from your mouth. I'm not gonna take that. In this relationship, I will not even hesitate to call it off. Number two, the day you cheat, I'm out of here. Don't be afraid. Pronounce yourself. So that he knows what he's getting himself into. Pronounce yourself. The reason why many of us, we stay. We think, you see, my issue in this life, I don't know. Elder John, I get so frustrated because we as men, we have that sense of entitlement. Of having other affairs. Who, who told us that's right? It's like you don't expect your wife to cheat on you, but when you feel justified. Well, what's that? Sit down. Sit down with you see, I no, you must not be too strong. I'm not No, you see, I'm married to a very strong woman. I'm married to a very strong woman. You can tell. And I appreciate her for, for, for that. Why? It makes me to be on my toes, not to take her for granted. Because I know what she wants, I know who she is, she knows who she is in Christ. She will not tolerate no nonsense. That's why I always say, I respect my wife. I honor her. Because I know that she's very decisive in life. Very decisive. Very clear-headed. You can't, you can't come from it. And she will tell you. She will tell you. And I... I don't take offense. I appreciate it because I need to be told the truth as a man. When my wife tells me, no, I, this one is not right. I'm like, oh, yeah. Let me think and, and come back and see how best can we do it. She's Zulu, but she's not Yebo Baba on everything. Sometimes she takes me on and says, no, I, I don't think, and I don't take offense. I've learned not to take offense. You see, from my mouth, I will not even utter any abusive word towards her. Never. Over, over my, I know who she is. I know she, who she is in Christ, in God. Never. With my mouth, never. Never. No matter how upset I can be. Never. Not even once. I will never, I will never say something unbecoming. And if it happens that mistakenly I do or say something, I will not even hesitate to apologize. And if I hurt her in front of people, I will apologize in front of people. I will apologize if you see sometimes if I see she's not happy, I will pause and say, Hey, I realize I've said something that is not I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you. It's healthy. You are in a healthy relationship. If you are in a relationship with a person who cannot apologize to you. Hey, same goes in Tanasekayas. I don't want to lie to you. Same go fix it. You are the only one who can fix it. Sit this man down and explain. Pronounce yourself. Say, no, I, I expect for you to have, if you have wronged me, apologize. And I promise that if I've done something wrong, I'll also apologize to you. Let's fix this relationship because it has to work. It can't be just manga manga business because we'll end up killing each other one day because this anger will bottle up and bottle up and bottle up and the day it explodes 
So make sure that you deal with the little foxes that spoil the vine every day. If you realize there are unbecoming habits, fix this relationship with love. Sit down with your man. Sit down with your woman. Highland, do you as a matter of fact, sometimes when you see that, you know, your wife is a bit strong and then you pull back. Like coward. Sit her down and say, love, I love you very much, but I don't appreciate one, two, three, and four. You're saying this with love and I, because I don't want our relationship to be spoiled. So I want us to be in a healthy relationship. So let's work on one, two, three, and four. And you move on with your life. You see, you mature when you can have difficult relationships. I mean, conversations in your relationship. Those uncomfortable conversations. And you can have them without fighting. In marriage, you solve problems. You don't fight over problems. You solve them. Sit down. Talk. No, we're fixing this thing. We're not fighting. We're fixing because when you fight over problems, the problem is those melala in bugel. Ni kanengete in bugel iting zasela. I, I hope somebody is getting helped in this place. You see, if you can apply these things in your life, nobody will take advantage of you, including friends. You must be that kind of a friend that No man. I just need with a smile, with love. And tomorrow you phone them. You as long as you just move on with life. That's how you build strong relationships. Love, genuine love. This is the biblical definition of love. Write this down. It is the giving of oneself for the benefit of the other. That is love. The giving of oneself for the benefit of the other. In other words, you are saying, in this relationship, I'm availing myself to be used by you. And it has to be a reciprocal commitment. You must never be in a relationship where you are constantly giving yourself. You are the one who is sacrificing and it is not sent back to you. Listen to what Jesus says in John chapter number 15 verse 12. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. That's why you and I must take time before we commit to a relationship. Because the question is, are you willing to lay down your life for the next person? Relationships are not for selfish people. You cannot be in marriage and be selfish. You need in that question, in that setting, in that equation, you need to put yourself back. Have the interest of that person first. The question is, can you move mountain for your friends? If you can't, then don't call that person your best friend. Redefine that relationship because the people I call my friends, I will cross mountains for them. I will spend money for them. If you are in a relationship where you cannot borrow your friend money without expecting it back, you are not in a true relationship. When I borrow my friend's money, I don't expect it. No matter how much it is. I don't expect it. My friend can, a person that I regard as my best friend. Oh, you don't. I, in fact, in my heart, because I don't want it to spoil the relationship. I value the relationship more than money. So by the time it escapes my pocket, I'm over it. I will phone tomorrow to talk to him. And our relationship, not about, I will never bring money into the equation. My relationship with them is more important than money. More important. Otherwise, calculate uniform. You see, you are valuing things more than your children, the relationship that you have with your children. You need to get to a point where you are just going to be free. You are laying down your life for the next person. Your wife. You become the last person in the equation. Your husband. 
You are, you, are, you are just going to put yourself at the back of them. You want to see them prosper and thrive. And you are willing to spend all the resources for them. My friends can come and borrow my car without... Listen, anyone, you can't borrow a motor. It's like, by the time I regard a person as my friend, in other words, I'm not going to expect you to do anything. Yes. They are my friends. I'm not expecting you to fix it. If you can, God bless you. If you can't, that's okay. My relationship with you is more important than the car. So unless you are in that level of friendship with the person, don't give them your car. Because your pearly relationship is going to be more. When you are in a relationship with you don't you, you don't care what you lose in the process. You don't care what you lose. It's like what's what's money compared to the commitment I have towards you? What's money? What's my it's like my friend can, hey I'll not twenty I run thousand. Yeah, fine. It's like let me see what I can do. Let me see what I can do. I'll call you back in just a moment. It's like, oh, five minutes later, I call. Fine. Life goes on. Hey, how are you? Life goes on. I'm not going to phone my friend and ask with Manjela Pasel. That's not friendship. That's not friendship. If I'm going to phone my friend and say, that's not my friend. It's like, my friend, it's okay. Use it. Do whatever. Next year, moto. I'm not gonna be bitter in my heart. I'll still congratulate you. I'm not gonna remind you of my twenty thousand rands because I'm here for you. I love you. I'm here. I'm committed to the relationship. It's not about any other thing that I can receive. Why? Because I know Ugut. I can do the same. I can call him and say, Hey, hey, You see, if you don't have those, those kinds of friends around you. I can tell you now, even this church, let me even break it down to you. This church wouldn't be where it is today if I did not have good relationships around me. Because there were moments where this church was in trouble, was rescued by my friends. Financially, that is. Yeah. Good relationships. Well, where I will say, yay, for us on doing. And they'll give it to me. Why? We are friends. We are there for each other. They are here for me. I'm there for them. It's like, even if it means, so share a hundred grand, glung in. Fine. So tell ten cross, ten poops born. Okay, thirty ten twelve comma five. This is called twelve comma five. Twelve comma five when it was a six point two five, now means thirty six point two five. Sherylan. It's okay. And in those relationships, your spouse must also be part of it. With that arrangement, because that's why I say take time before you commit. Because not only will it cost you, it is going to cost your family. Sometimes I will have to take money from my family to rescue my friend. So that's why I don't commit to relationships where my wife is not comfortable. And vice versa. Because it's a cost No, If it's that friend, let's help him. Let's do whatever it takes. And if you don't have such relationships in your life, kuko into erongo apo. It means nawe kukono ngahambigashi. You see, the Bible says, a man of many friends, it says he himself must be friendly. There must be a role that you are playing as well to show your friends that I'm here, I am committed, I'm willing to lay down my life for you. I'm willing. If I have two cars, and you just so happen to be stranded on a motor for whatever, and you need one of my cars for the whole month, I'll give it to you. No questions asked. My relationship with you is more important. But my relationship is more important. 
Bangabi chufo se find it clean we yenzi because as the arrangement ye moto pela uena kasheke ayiko into enkomita guwepel. I just so happen to give you this so make sure my ibu is clean in a petrol is in good condition. Then we're hip. But my friend, it's okay. Don't worry, I'll take it. Because my relationship with you is more important than the car. Let's stand on our feet. Is somebody helped? Is somebody helped? Are we going to build good relationships? Are we going to love our friends? Are we going to love our spouses? Are we going to love our church? Are we going to love other believers next to us? Can you imagine what can happen to the church if we can display this kind of love for one another? Can you can we imagine what can happen to new people who come to church if we can just display this kind of love where um, just we love you unconditionally? I didn't get to different types of love where I just display unconditional love. I don't love you because of what I can get. I love you in spite of. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for pouring out your love in our hearts. And today we commit that we will love you unconditionally. We commit, oh God, that we will display the love that you have poured out into our hearts by your spirit, we will display it, oh God, in our relationships with others. We'll display it at work. We'll display it in our communities, in your church, oh God, in our families, oh Father, in our marriages, in the name of Jesus. For you have commanded us to love one another in the same way that you have loved us unconditionally. Unconditionally. Unconditionally, Lord. We are so grateful, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that you have given us and blessed us with good relationships. Therefore, we want to learn from you how can we sustain those relationships through love in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you that each and every one of us this morning, oh God, we are loved by you and we are going to walk out of this place, oh God, having experienced Genuine and true love from you, Master. We commit, oh God, these days ahead of us to this journey of learning, a life of love. Touch our hearts in the name of Jesus. Some of us, oh God, our hearts have grown cold to a point of not knowing how to express love. We pray that you may touch our hearts. We pray, oh God, that we may have a supernatural encounter with you that will rekindle the spark and the fire of love within our hearts so that we can love our children, love our friends, love our neighbors, love our colleagues, love our fellow brothers and sisters in the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father. We bless you. We honor you. And we are so grateful, O God, that we can have a relationship with you as the God of love and the God who is love. We give you praise. We thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.